What is happening, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Infinite Snap Podcast. I'm Shadow DTV, also known as Richie, and we got my boy here, Justin. How you doing, Justin? Yeah, good. Thanks. Hey, Ron, how's it going? Good. That's good. Yeah, guys, how we doing? Chat. We've got. Uh, we're live here on YouTube. Um, if you guys are listening to the podcast, we also stream it live every week uh, on YouTube. Uh, generally, we start around 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time now. Uh, we have daylight savings here in Australia. A lot of countries don't have that. Um, let's get into what we're going to be doing on today's episode. We're going to be discussing... Um, uh, so we were actually meant to have a guest on the show today, but uh, some communication mishaps, mostly my fault, actually. So uh, I've been a bit sick this week, so I just forgot to like make sure that they were going to be able to do the episode. And so that was fully on me, but um, they will be here next week. Uh, we're going to keep it still a little bit on the down low on who it actually is, but they are a prominent Marvel Snap content creator. So it's going to be cool to have our first guest on next week. And uh, hopefully we can uh, just cascade from there and have more guests on. Uh, so um, we're going to be talking about the card pools. I've noticed that uh, a lot of new players are, you know, wondering what the card pools actually are. So we're going to go over the different card pools how you acquire cards in the game. Of course, a lot of uh, veteran players are going to know most of this stuff, but we're going to have a little discussion on what we think of the the card pool system and how we acquire cards. So that'll be a really interesting discussion. Um, and we're going to discuss like how much they actually impact the game. Um, I had a fantastic comment on one of my on the YouTube video of the stream from last week uh, from Doctor Bingo, and they were asking they were asking to hear more th uh, things about like more strategies and tips. Uh, specifically on when to snap and uh, yeah, really actually their main question was when to snap and when to retreat, I guess, uh, as an extension of that. So we're going to discuss that, go through some more strategy stuff on the show. I mean, we're going to, we're going to bring what you guys are asking for. Um, we've also got a, a little self achievement that I wanted to uh, tell you guys, but also we've actually got, uh, it sparked an idea to go through some infinite decks. So maybe once a month uh, we'll go through, Basically, we're going to go through uh, an infinite deck for pool one players, pool two players, and pool three players. So no matter if you've just started the game or you're a veteran, we'll have a deck for you guys to play and uh, try and hit infinite with. So that's going to be really, really cool. I thought that'd be a great thing to do. And of course, what would the Infinite Snap podcast be without playing Snap Who, our favorite uh, Marvel Snap quiz game? Justin, whose turn is it actually to guess uh, this week? Uh, I think I guess you gave me a card yes. last week, so it's pro probably my turn yes. to um, give so you a card. You're this giving week. me a card. Oh, this is I'm yeah. I'm yeah. like I, I like when when I hit infinite, I kind of like fall off the bandwagon a little bit. Like I still play Marvel Snap every day, but nowhere near as much as normal. So we'll see how my card knowledge is uh is at the moment. But guys, we're gonna roll the intro and we'll get straight into our topics. All right, so um, Justin. Yes. <laughs> Let's uh, before this is this has become like a reoccurring thing now. We always go through yeah. the featured locations for the week and just kind of talk a little bit about what we've been playing. So uh, first up, we've oh, well, Justin, what have you been doing this week? You've been playing some Marvel Snap. Uh, I've been playing some Marvel Snap um, because I had hit infinite a couple of weeks ago. I'm probably not playing as much, but. Definitely still, like, as soon as two missions um, refresh, I'm definitely doing them pretty much straight away. Yeah. Um, season pass, still knocking those off. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm playing every every day still, probably just not grinding as much. And I'm definitely, like, playing new decks and different decks. I actually didn't know that once you hit infinite, you can't drop below 100 rank. Yeah. 
So I was like, <laughs> just mucking around. Like people are snapping, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's not a big deal. They probably really should do something when you once you reach infinite, because yep. like there's no incentive to progress further. And also, like you know, I, I came across, um, I came across our good friend Black Thunder in one of the <laughs> games. I think I actually even came across you. Yeah. And I had in hit infinite first, and I'm like, well, and you know, we always snap against each other. Yes, so that's the rule. Eight, eight, eight cubes on the line and yep. i'm like well there's no benefit for me winning this game so i'll just have fun with it and <laughs> basically throw it at the end because what's the point of me getting eight cubes uh, i i think i was gonna win anyway but uh sure we'll go nah. with that we'll go with that uh we'll go with what you said um yeah i actually think that's an interesting point um they did say in the development roadmap that they were going to add like once you hit infinite there will be like a, a rank system uh i'd assume yeah. similar to hearthstone when you hit legend in hearthstone you get given a number. So if you're like 5,000, you are currently the like 5,000th ranked player. So you're kind of now trying to get the lowest number. Basically, if you get to one, you're the like number one ranked player for that server. Uh, so they did say they are going to do something like that, but it was towards the end of the roadmap. Um, but yeah. I think I think it is kind of important for players that once you hit, like say you hit infinite like really early on in the season. I see streamers, content creators, some, some people like to just take it easy, play with decks, test decks, do some fun stuff, which is great. But there's also those players that hit infinite in like a day or two days. Like they play for like 12 hours, 18 hours. They just like smash it, get like rank up, hit infinite. What do you do for the next like four weeks? You're just, you're like... You, you, yeah, that's just it. You're, that's right. you're, you're kind of like the only, the only reason, well, for me personally, anyway, the only reason to play is to get credits yep. and unlock new cards yep. there's probably no no other reason why i'm playing right now so he also me, to have fun to have of, fun of course like the game is fun of course but yeah. hear me out if if you hit infinite one season and you've completed your pool three cards which you're very close to completing yeah. are you going to open the game every day to keep leveling up your collection <sighs> what, what um, do you think is going to happen if i'm still having fun with the game sorry about that i that's all right. If I'm still having fun with the game, I'll definitely like just play to get credits to yep. save them up for future cards that come out. But yeah, again, then you're you're getting kind of so far ahead of the game because cards. Yeah, you're basically waiting for cards to come out that it can get a bit boring. I reckon. Like, so, so on what you just said, they have stated that when pool four cards come out, so when they un release new cards for us to collect, any caches that you have intentionally not opened will be opened for you. So you, you can't even like save up like resources to then unlock cards, if you get what I yeah, mean. Yeah, well, I, I did see something recently, and I'm not sure if it's 100% correct, but apparently there's a there's a, a cap on how many credits you can hold. Uh, yes, and I believe that is for like uh, one of those things where it's like just holding resources to then spend them at a later yeah. date. Uh, so That's yeah. right. Yeah, so it's definitely, like, obviously they don't want to, like, the worst possible thing for a second dinner would be to release new cards and then all the players who have, like, been at the start of the beta just unlock them instantly. So Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they've obviously thought about that. So I guess, like, we're, like, we're close to hitting pool three and then once we do hit pool three, uh, like, once we finish the pool three cards, which, like, you're close to pretty much anyone from Australia that played in the beta from the start would be close to having all the cards if not already got them all. Um, obviously, people that had access to the beta earlier would ha have had them for a while. Um, but obviously, new players are like still kind of, they're still unlocking cards. So, yeah, what do you think about it? 
Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. Like I'm just checking now. It's still exciting for me to unlock cards, and I've always I've always stood by um I've always stood by this um card unlocking system that Second Dinner have implemented, and I I think it's great. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight cards to unlock, minus yep. Thanos and Galactus. So six cards. Six to cards. Go. Um, you know, that's probably like what a, w- a week or two, whatever. That depends how lucky uh, you are, but um, yeah. Yeah. So after that, it's going to affect my playing time massively. I reckon. I'll, I reckon. I do think I'll drop off heaps. Yeah. I think they definitely need to do something even if they're not in a position to um release new cards um quicker they still will have to implement something once you hit infinite just to just to give me incentive to keep opening the game every day you know like 50 credits and completing some missions is not enough to keep me coming every day they need to do something more yeah so i think i think i think they would have that in the back of their minds uh obviously with the massive influx of new players with the global launch, it's probably not at the forefront of their mind right now. I think it's one of those things where you weigh up, you know, do we cater to the do we cater to the one percent that have unlocked everything or the ninety nine percent that haven't? So I guess other features are probably more important for them right now. But I definitely agree yeah. with you that once once those people that have just started playing in the last few weeks unlock everything, something has to drop by then for sure. Yeah. Uh, I really hope the ranked sort of system does get implemented sooner rather than later. I see people posting like I'm infinite 300, 400, 500. It's like, yeah, that's great. Like infinite 500. You're probably like one of the highest ranked, if not highest ranked players. But I, I don't know because there's no, it's just an arbitrary number that doesn't actually tells me that you're good at the game, but how good are you compared to other people? I don't know. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. They just, yeah, they, they just need something and I'm sure they will, They you know, they would have thought of it already, and they will have plans, and it will it will come. It's just a matter of when, I guess, and 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 timing. They don't want us Australians who have had the game for as long as you and I have to uh, drop off, not play the, not pick the game up every day, and then they implement something because then they will have lost some of their players. Yeah, I think I think it's a, a, a like an, a discussion to be had, but uh, it's um yeah, hopefully something happens in the like near future. But again, I think they're like, even for me with content creation, it's like I could be doing all these new, like showing off these pool three decks, but most of the people watching content right now and playing the game are new players. So they want pool one decks, pool two decks, strategy guides. Like we're going to talk some strategy today because although we have been playing for long enough that we know these things, there's so many people that are just starting to learn these concepts. So we definitely want to, uh, I guess, cater to those people for sure. Uh, you know, it's not all about yeah. like, oh, look, I like, I see people saying like, you know, oh, veteran, you know, Marvel Snap beta player. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, f- I guess for letting people know that you have experience with the game, but really we're like, like we want like the new players to get all this info. So uh, yeah, we're old news, you know? <laughs> yeah, we, we are old news. I was just going to say like, even with your, your YouTube channel and the videos that you're coming out with, I'm like... Oh, maybe there's like this cool deck that that Shadow's going to get me to play, and then I look at it and it's like pull one deck, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, that's great. But what about me? But yeah. you are you are focused on the new players because that is like that's, yeah, that's the, who, the main people that are playing the game right now. Well, it's like that's that's who like we we they're the players that we want playing the game. Like we want that's the right. more players playing the game, the longer the game's going to live, 
the more updates we're going to get. And so, like, I, I mean, I'm enjoying, like, playing these. Like, it's actually almost, like, a bit... Um, it's almost a bit like, like, it's not even like, it's been like three months, four months we've been playing, but it feels nostalgic. Like, I feel like I'm playing the game for yeah. the first time by like pulling out a pool one deck that I haven't touched for like two, three, like three months maybe and playing it and going like, these decks are actually really good. And then like, oh, these, like someone, hopefully someone will use this deck and like realize like, hey, this deck's good and play it. And if I like, if, if one person, like even with the podcast, it, like if one person listens and gets something out of it, then like where... I mean, we're we're pretty satisfied that yeah, we're the, the job is done. The job is done. You know that someone's learned yeah. something. All right, uh, let's get into the location featured location for this week. Uh, so we had Bar Sinister was the featured location. So this was the new location. Uh, it shows up in forty percent of games for the forty-eight hours. Uh, what did you think of Bar Sinister? Uh, Bar Sinister. It was interesting when I first started playing it. Then when I started coming across certain decks, it was just I I hated it to be honest. And the 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 first thing that comes to my mind is just Nightcrawler. Um, yep. Turn one, turn one, Nightcrawler, and then you move a Nightcrawler away. You put something in like a Iron Man um, on turn five, and then you move. Sorry, you move three Nightcrawlers away, you put in like an Iron Man or whatever, and then you take the last one out, you put in like an Onslaught, and you can do that and get in like an Iron Man, Omega Red, and an Onslaught. Like it's, it's just ridiculous. It, it was um, stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. What what I was doing with it, um, I before I came across those decks... So actually, before you um, get into I it, was, before you get into it, do you want to explain yeah. what the location is, just in case you oh, know, someone sorry. might have not played with it that much? Sorry, that was my bad too. Um, so yeah, Bar Sinister me, was, yeah, when you, you play a card at the location, it fills the location with that card. So yeah. if you played Nightcrawler there, it would fill the location with Nightcrawlers. Uh, if you played Iron Man there, you'd get four Iron Man. Would It would fill it with Iron Man. But the combo you were talking about, which is, uh, it, it took people didn't figure it out, I guess, instantly. I'd yeah, say, away. like, I feel like the, like, I, I'm sure some people did and maybe, you know, didn't disclose it on social media. Yeah. But I feel like maybe after 12 hours people started realizing like, hey, uh, if we put Nightcrawler there, it fills the location with Nightcrawlers, then we can move one out because Nightcrawler, you can move them once. Then we can play just one copy of a card there, move the rest out on turn six and play something like Onslaught, get three Onslaughts with like... Uh, so the main combo I saw, which I used, was Nightcrawlers, Blue Marvel, like move one, play a Blue Marvel turn five, and then move the rest out, play Onslaught. So you get three Onslaught and a Blue Marvel, and I don't even remember what number everything gets to, but three Onslaughts and Blue Marvel was just ridiculous numbers on all your other cards. Uh, it was yeah. insane. It was like... It was it was absolutely insane. I think we saw... People, people yeah. were getting to like a like two, two million power, I think it was. Yeah, so I think um, they hit the cap on... I think we've that this was the first time we hit the cap on how many on the highest number you can get in Marvel Snap at one location. Yeah, and that had something to do with onslaughts and Iron Man. I believe it I was believe. yeah, I believe it was like Iron Man and three onslaughts. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just insane. Like I don't know if they had thought about if that could happen, but just yep. the fact that you can hit those numbers is broken. Like was, that's that's a that that to me is like a bad location. But then again, well, uh, that's only that's only because it was the featured location yeah. that people were abusing it. If it comes up every now and then, um, it'll be fun. It's probably 
it's it's probably it probably is fun. So yeah. what uh, the deck that I was I came up with and I was doing is um I get I was playing a destroy deck. Yep. Um yep. love my destroy deck. I love Venom. Yep. Venom um, was so part of a good combo. I would play Yeah, so I would play just say the hood or something. Um something low cost. Yep. Um the hood would give me a demon which is one power uh one one cost six power. Yep. And then on turn 4 I would the demon at Bar Sinister, and yep. then put Venom. Yep. Um, so oh, cool. the demon would duplicate uh, twice, so you get three of the demon. Yep. Then you'd play. Then it would play Venom. It would eat all of the demons. Then Venom would um, spawn. to get the six, twelve, eighteen, yep. and then Venom would spawn and eat itself three times. Wow. Um, so you'd get you'd get something pretty big, and there'd only be one. Uh, one character in in that location. One, what, sorry, one, one card in that location. Yep. So I, I would do that. Then I would play Taskmaster. You know, Venom. Venom would get something like sixty or seventy. Yes. Then I'd play Taskmaster, and it's GG. So someone told me, like, I, I posted a similar deck list uh, with Hulkbuster yep. and Venom, and someone said, tweeted at me saying that Venom, like Taskmaster, doesn't copy this like sixty plus power Venom. No. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It copies. Right. It, co- it copies the, the card, copy. the last card that you played. Yes. So it's the first one. Correct. But still, that that Taskmaster still is would still be at like, like 20, 20, 20 power. Correct. Or so. Yeah. So yeah. it was pretty. That's like pretty nuts on its own. Uh, so like, yeah, there yeah. was some like super super broken combos. But then like that combo that you did, I I feel like in a regular game without it being featured, if that location showed up, you could still pull that off. Um, yeah, you can still pull that off. Like whereas, I have, yeah. I didn't, I didn't make a specific deck. I yes. used a specific deck of mine because of that location. But, but you, I use that deck every now and then. Yes. So, so you already played yeah. that. You'd already built that deck before the featured location. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we kind of played similar sort of things. Um, I did like a Venom deck as well, and then uh, I, yeah. I saw like the the Nightcrawler combo stuff, and I'm like, that's crazy. So I didn't yeah. play it a ton, but I did use that loca- I did use that combo. I think as a location, it's fine when it's not featured. While it was featured, I think it was fine just because we had never had a location like this. So people actually, it wasn't like, oh, I already know what deck to play. Like it wasn't like the peak. For those who don't know, the peak was basically like uh, it does what Mr. Negative does. It would swap the the power and the, the energy cost of the cards in your hand. So people just played Mr. Negative decks like that was just yeah. the answer. You play this deck or you counter the deck. Whereas people actually had to do deck building to figure out how to abuse the location this time. It wasn't like, oh, I just use that deck that has already been created. It just works better now with this location. We actually yeah, like had definitely. people deck building and creating like crazy new stuff. So I think that was cool about it. Uh, someone in chat said, that's a dev screw around location. And it's funny you say that, Drew Gore, in chat because I actually saw one of the second dinner devs, I, I apologize, I forget who it was, that uh, tweeted and said, this was my, this is like my favorite Marvel Snap location that we created. And it's true because it's just like super, like I can just imagine them like writing it and just being like, this is going to be broke. Someone's going to break this like so badly. And yeah. I wonder if they were just sitting there like, like watching us figure out the decks going like, ha, they haven't found the Nightcrawler like 
like broken Combo, thing yet. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so I think it's cool. Like now that it's gone, I don't think anyone's going to complain about it, but I saw some people really pissed about this location on social media, on Twitter. Yeah. People were cut. They were so angry yeah. about this location. They were like, this is just, it makes the game unplayable. And we've heard this before for anyone new to Marvel snap that have only had the game for a few weeks. I think it's like it's like a weekly occurrence that there's people who complain about the featured location. I understand because it's 48 hours. It is a long time. Uh, if you play the game for, I don't know, four to six hours a day, that's 12 hours for the next two days. You're stuck with this location, which is a long time. So I do understand the frustration, but I, I, I think it was fine. To be honest, I didn't play with it that much. I did. <laughs> I actually had a lot on. So I, uh, I guess that's why I'm not complaining about it. Maybe I would be if I played it more. You Were you fine with it? Uh, yeah, I was fine with it. I was having fun with it. There's even like, you know, green goblins that you put in there to, to, um, put onto the opposition funny. side. So like there's, there's stuff that you can do just to muck around. Um, and you can still play, you can still play normal decks. You're not always going to come across the person that's abusing it with an iron. Yeah, a lot of them are though. A lot of them were. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, I, I didn't see, like we keep saying with the featured locations, it's probably not a big deal for people like us who play a fair bit. Yeah. Um, just because, yeah, we, we're going to put up with it for two days, but, but other than that, it's fine. Yeah, so Urko in chat said, I did the bare minimum for the 48 hours. They literally yeah. avoided it like a lot of other people who really didn't enjoy it. And I understand, like, it, it can be frustrating if it's, you know, you want to play a cool deck and the location, like, doesn't help it in any way. Um, yeah, so Bar Sinistar, it's in the... It's in the map pool now, or the location pool, sorry, map pool. <laughs> I guess they're kind of like lo locations, maps. Anyway, uh, Project Pegasus was the hot location. Now, the hot location are on Sundays for 24 hours, but they appear 60% of the time, and they are usually, well, so far, they have been a location that we already have in the game. Uh, just to change things up, shift the meta a little bit. Project Pegasus, Justin, what does this uh, location do? Project Pegasus plus five energy this turn. Um, what, what deck were you playing during this? Oh, I can't hear. All right. I'll say what deck I was playing. I started playing a, a leader deck. Um, it was pretty cool on project when project Pegasus came up. Um, I would hit, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that my opponent is going to play some crazy stuff, um, because they've got five plus energy to work with. So usually I'd play leader if I had it in hand and then he would just spawn whatever they would spawn um, early on, which was like pretty cracked. And then I, and then I'd go on from there. That's pretty funny actually. Um, yeah. Leader. Yeah. That's actually really funny. I, I kind of, I didn't play a ton either on the Sunday, but I just played a big boys. Like I just played a ton of big cards. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what was my, what was my main combo? I think oh, I actually played a destroyer deck at one point as well. Um, you could yeah. play Destroyer on turn one, which was just funny. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. Actually, that was, that, I saw a couple of people doing even, that. Even that was like just completely fine. Like, here's a 16 power card for free. <laughs> um, and if yeah. it was if it was like turn two or three that we got it, I could like throw out my the hood and stuff and just like destroy them. Destroy them. Yeah. So yeah, that that was pretty cool. cool. And then I saw a lot of people playing like Lockjaw decks with like Infinite or even. Turn one, Infinite. Like, I played, like, a Lockjaw deck. Uh, Infinite's ability is if you played a card last turn, you can't play Infinite. But turn one, oh, wow. you didn't play any cards last turn, so you play Infinite, 20 power on turn one. 
But there was no last turn. That's right. But the the, the ability says yeah, I you guess can't. So. If you played a card last turn, you can't play this. That's that's the wording. Yep. So I didn't. Didn't play a card last turn. So you Fair play enough. a twenty power infinite on turn one. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's pretty good. It was pretty cracked. Um. So yeah. Again, I think that, like yes, this this shifted deck building a ver- a very specific way. So like you wanted big cards in your hand. So if you're playing like a swarm deck, I mean you, you could just empty your hand on turn one, but that's not great. So yes, a- yeah. again, this this like locations when they're featured, the they're generally going to like force deck building a certain way. But I mean this one, twenty four hours. Didn't bother me too much. Uh, saw a lot of like just lockjaw decks, just yeah, destroyer decks, just anything with big cards, really. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of I saw a lot of um, like Hala uh, as well. Yeah, or Professor X. Like, oh, Professor, yeah, you explain like, that. It just it, it it happens so many times to where you know the first location comes up, it's Project Pegasus, and they would just throw out Professor X on. I think I came across it on probably the last location on a few times, um, and just hope for the like hope that you wouldn't play anything there. Yeah. Um, and then if if they win that location, they they snap, and if they end up losing that location because I play something there, then they just retreat. Yeah, that's like I, it's that, pretty funny. It happens so many times. It was like it turn one, a couple of times. turn one. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll, cool. I'll play my destroyer, and then they're like, ha, uh, here's my three power to your zero. I win. Snap, and you're right. Instant snap every time. Yeah, there was there was one great game where they played it at the third location, hadn't been revealed yet on turn one. Played it, snapped, absolutely annihilated them at the other two locations. It got to turn six and they retreated at four cubes. I'm like, yes. Oh wow. Yeah, but it was like very very cheesy, very trolly. The uh, the turn one uh, Professor X. I I thought it was funny though. Um, It's so good. Also, also, yeah, we got in the chat Shang Chi. Yes. Shang Chi did really well that day. They, you know, you just have you just have like six cost monsters spawning, like yep. Hulk and and Giganto. Is that his name? Yeah, Giganto. Um, and and Shang Chi just eats them up yep. so easily. Shang Chi had a uh, had a field day. That's true. Very very yep. yes. He, he was very very full by the end after that's just he, eating every card. Um, yeah, Agatha. I saw some Agatha decks as well. Um, yeah. Just like letting it play all the big cards from their hand. But yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, I, uh, I saw a couple of Agatha plays as well. But yeah, I, I thought there was nothing wrong with it. It was fine. Uh, other than those locations, what deck have you been playing? Um, what deck have I been playing? I've, I've had a blank. Let me open the app. Oh yeah, I've been pl- all right. Get this. I've been playing a kingpin deck. Oh, right. oh, spicy kingpin deck. Yeah. Uh, something really different, and like yeah. we were saying earlier, because my cubes don't really mean anything at the moment, I've just been having fun with it. So I've got Sunspot just for a one-cost card that yep. can get some um, pretty high power. I've got a Nightcrawler. Yep. Um, he he combos well with Miles Morales, which I'm playing in this deck. All right, so tell um, me, tell me the main like the main cards. So right, Miles, so I got yep. King- so, so Kingpin is the main card, right? Of course. I play Kingpin on turn three, and then things, uh, things um, that move things there. That go, yeah, things that go well with Kingpin on turn six are either Magneto, yep, um, who moves all three or four cost cards to that location. So, so what does Kingpin do? Six. Uh, Kingpin destroy cards here on turn that six. Are move, uh, destroy cards that are moved here on turn six. Move there on turn six. So Magneto will move the yep. three and four cost your opponent's three and four costs there. Um, and destroy them. And just yeah, and Kingpin, Kingpin will, will destroy, destroy them. 
Um, I'd, um, I same, guess, yeah, what else do you have that moves things? Same thing with Aero. Aero is Aero. a 5-8. Yep. And Aero is uh, move all opposing cards played this turn to this location. Yep, also so good. So I could also play Aero on turn 6 where Kingpin is and just destroy all cards that the opponent played. For sure. Um, that's pretty OP. Uh, other than that, I've got like Professor X. Professor X is good because... Um, you can win a location because you can win a location and then guarantee you're going to win your kingpin location i don't know actually professor Professor x i have to think about that one i think like usually i have professor x and storm and what i do with them is i play either of them Mm -hmm. um yeah no it doesn't really i don't know why i have professor storm 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 makes sense because you can like i have to have a think about that you can freeze i have have storm I have Storm and Juggernaut, so you yes. play Storm, yeah. and then the next turn they play something at Storm, and then, then I play Juggernaut. Yeah, yeah, there. for sure. That's cool. Do you um, have Polaris? I have Polaris yeah. in the deck as well. I, I yeah, f- and I I also have Spider Man. Uh, actually, that's why I have Professor X. I play Spider Man turn four to yeah. ensure that they can't play anything at that location Got next it. turn, and then I play Professor X to lock down that location. Yeah, so and because yeah, and because I have a few cards that are moving cards around even if it's the opposing cards uh miles still goes down to one cost if i move an opposing card so i've been playing that deck it's been like it doesn't it doesn't always work but it's actually been pretty decent it sounds it sounds fun send me the list because i actually want to try that this week that I'll, sounds i'll send you the list I, it's I, pretty fun i've never really played like like yeah any like juggernaut like cheesy decks but i pretty i'm pretty sure yeah. i have all those cards now so i would actually be yeah. able to play that um so yeah, that would be fun. Um, someone in chat, Yami, says you want to play Kingpin and Aero both on turn six using Sarah. Yeah, do you have Sarah? I do have Sarah. Yeah, I don't. You want to play Kingpin and Aero both on turn six while using Sarah on turn what's five? Because Aero yeah. is what four, five cost. Aero is five cost. So it goes Kingpin's to four. And Kingpin goes to two. Yeah, that's actually pretty sick. Yeah. So yeah, actually, that makes total sense. I don't have Sarah. I'm like, like I've got like six, seven, eight, maybe eight cards left to unlock. Sarah's like such yeah. a big one. It opens so many deck building options. So I uh, hopefully unlock her soon. But yeah, send me that list. That'll be really cool. I've been. I'll send you the list. I guess maybe putting Sarah in there is pretty good. Yeah, because, for sure. Uh, when you play Kingpin early, they can tell they're, they're what not, you're yep. going to try and do. So yeah. they'll uh, they'll fill up that location. When I come up, yeah. When I come up against Kingpin decks, I'm just like. <laughs> Kingpin, good luck. Just, like, fill it up, and then you're chilling. So, uh, I've been playing a Deadpool, like, destroy deck. So, basically trying to get Deadpool as big as possible, and then, like, taskmastering it. Or, like, Venom, and then taskmastering Venom. Uh, And Death's in there as well. So, um, yeah, just been playing that pretty standard, like, destroy deck, I guess, with taskmaster to copy your high-power cards. Nothing, like, really interesting there. Deadpool's yeah, a cool a card. It's a, it's a fun deck to play, though. I'd never really played it because I was missing, like, a couple cards. So, um, oh, you, you're running Magneto uh, in your destroyed deck. Yeah, sorry, in your Kingpin deck. Yeah, that's why I haven't played move stuff, because I uh, Kingpin stuff, because I don't have Magneto. Yeah. Okay. Oh, missing so many good cards. Anyway, let's get into uh, one of our big topics today, card pools. Um, basically, we're going to discuss what the card pools are, mainly for, you know, newer players that are wondering, like, what the heck are all these pools... It's been like the the most asked question on any content, any tweets, anything I've posted. With if if I've got the word pool one, two, or three in it, they're like, "What the heck are these pools?" So I think it is an important question. We kind of just picked it up as we started playing, but the game doesn't actually explain it. I don't think they really want to explain it. They kind of just want you to unlock cards as as 
as you play the game, they don't really want you to be like, oh, I don't get this card till, you know, this level. So I'm going to like try and get to that level, which I think it's fine that people know when you unlock cards, but it's not explained. So we're going to go through it. Uh, we'll discuss a little bit what we think about the pool. So I guess if you, you know, you know, if you already know all this stuff, there's still going to be stuff we're going to discuss. Um, feel free in the chat to uh, voice your opinion as well. Justin, I'm going to bring up these uh, different pools and then we'll go through them. So we'll start with pool yeah, one. I'll, I was also just going to say before you do that, yeah. well, you can get it up. Um, uh, like when I started playing, um, there was like not much content being created on Marvel Snap. So I didn't see like all these pool three cards coming up on videos and whatnot. So, yep. And they they, they um, match you against people according to your collection level right so you're kind of just seeing other cards that you have also unlocked for the most part yes um so i didn't like that question wasn't really raised personally for me but i can see why now um now that we've had global launch there's all these videos of like you know best pool three deck best meta deck and and whatnot and like these people who have just got the game they're like well how do i get mr negative or how do i get that card and it, it really is just not explained to them. But I feel like it doesn't actually need... If you're just playing the game and you're not watching external content, it probably doesn't need to be explained. Yep. I, yeah. I definitely agree with that. If you're just playing the game, you don't consume a lot of content. Like maybe you listen... Maybe you're a podcast person. You just listen to some Marvel Snap podcasts. If you're listening to this, I'd assume you listen to podcasts. And maybe, yeah. maybe other than that, you don't consume any Marvel Snap content. It might just be like your casual game that you play on the train or on your lunch break or you know at at like at at your studies. You like when you have a, any downtime. Uh, so yeah, not everyone's like playing this game. You know, two, three, four hours a day. So I definitely agree with you there. But I can understand yeah. when people look up YouTube videos and they see pool one, pool two, pool three, being like, "What the heck is this stuff?" There's so much content Agreed. with pool three cards from all the beta players. So just a caveat on this image. Uh, thank you to Snap News on Twitter for uh, these. They posted these way back when the game came out. So a lot of this, some of this information is outdated, but we're going to like clarify a few things. So the collection for pool one is now up to level 222 of your collection level, not 214. So by the time you hit uh, collection level 222, you should have all of these cards available to you. And it's important to understand that because if you're comparing your game to someone else, if you are both at 222, you will have the exact same cards. Uh, whereas if you go over, like once you get into pool two, you're going to be unlocking cards that people below uh, that are still in pool one will not have. And there's actually no way to get those cards other than just being unlocking them. And I think that's the big difference to something like Hearthstone. I can click a card in Hearthstone and see what pack it came from. And then just go and open those packs if I really want to, or craft the card. Whereas in Marvel Snap, you have to unlock them through the collection system. So, Justin, did you want to, like, what's your thoughts on this? So, so essentially, up until 222, I'm like, I should probably explain exactly what the pools are. So, up until 222, these cards here shown on the screen. And if you are, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, the audio format, I will have all of these um, on our Twitter at Infinite Snap Pod, so you can uh, go there and see these images. Basically, all the cards here, you will get, once you hit level 222 on your collection level, you will have all of these cards. Uh, some of these cards have changed since the uh, beta. Looking here, I think this is pretty, I believe this is actually like pretty much correct. These are all the pool one cards. So, um, yes, at pool one, you, by, by the time you get to 222, you will have all these cards. So, you any deck that says pool one deck, 
you should have all the cards to build that deck. Justin, what's your thoughts on the cards that you actually unlock in pool one? Yeah, I'm just having a look. What can I say about pool one cards? I think um, they are fairly basic, the pool one cards, as in they have fairly basic abilities. They're not too hard to play. Um, there are a couple of cards that can get into like, you know, some, some, um, they may be like a little bit more hard to play, like move decks with Heimdall yep. or even just like playing Onslaught can be like, there's a bit of maths to go along with it. For sure. But other than, other than that, I'm just having a look. There's a lot I, I of on, there's yeah. a lot of on reveal cards. Um, which are pretty easy to play. And I think, like, you know, the one-cost cards, there's nothing overpowered for their cost, I'd say. Yeah. Everything's pretty straight. Everything's pretty straightforward, and it's it's pretty linear um, in regards to the turns that you play cards. Like, uh, yeah, I kind of get what you're yeah. saying. Like, there's nothing, like, you're not cheating. You're not really cheating cost the cost of cards. Uh, like, yeah. if it's a three-cost card, you're probably going to be playing it on turn three. Whereas as you get into pool two and three, you start getting cards that let you play cards earlier. Um, yeah. I think of things like Lockjaw, um, Psylocke, Psylocke, Sarah. Yeah. yeah, they let you play cards. So, like, you could you could play with Lockjaw. You could play a turn six, a six-cost card on turn, you know, turn two, like three or four. If you get Lockjaw out even earlier, like, you could potentially play a six-cost card on turn one. Assuming you like find like you know there's maybe Project Pegasus or something you get a lockjaw out you could play a one cost yeah. card so there's not really anything like that in this pool but one thing I think that I think is great about the game is there's a lot of like meta cards in this pool like it's not like you're like here's a bunch of starter cards that you're never going to use once you unlock new cards I can name yeah. like like just looking at this list. I probably use more than half of these cards in regular like meta decks. Like we've got uh, like Onslaught is a massive one. Odin, Enchantress, uh, Hi Nova, Nightcrawler. Like I'm just Nate, like just looking at it. There's so many Iron Man. Uh, there's so many good cards that you unlock early in the game. Uh, do you think it's like it's like Devil Dinosaur? Like these are this is crazy. Just looking at it, there's, there's some there's some staples in pool one. For definitely. sure, I I play a lot of these cards now. Yeah, yeah, like, like even like even like Apocalypse. That's like you don't have a discard deck really without Apocalypse, and that is the deck that I've hit infinite with multiple times. Like so, yeah. I remember pool one's pretty pool one's pretty impressive. Yeah, I remember someone saying in uh in in one of the podcasts they said. Apocalypse is like a pool three card in pool one. I'm like, yeah, yeah, his ability is just so good. Uh, other cards I can see, they're blue Marvel. Like if you're playing, if you've been playing Marvel Snap for more than a week, you've probably used a lot of these cards. Uh, yeah. Angela, Angela is used in so many decks still. I think it's a, I think it's a great pool of cards. I think it's great to introduce you to the game because they're all fairly simple in how they operate. Nothing like too crazy, nothing like super luck based, I guess. I guess White Tiger is like a little bit luck based. Um, but nothing like super crazy, but everything's easy to understand, but they're also powerful. They're not like, Hey, here's a bunch of junk cards. Like, yes, there are some junk cards looking at it. Like Quicksilver's a pretty bad card. Um, Domino also pretty average, but I mean, you get them right when you start playing the game. But other than that, Professor X, we're just discussing how many decks like use Professor X. Yeah. Uh, pretty crazy. Just, yeah, some staples, definitely some staples. I think what one of the things I love about Marvel Snap is 
So we start with pool one. You create a deck. You know, just say you finished. You've just finished pool one. Yeah. You have this great pool one deck, um, whether it's on reveal or ongoing or discard or whatever. Yeah. And the cards that you are then unlocking from pool two, you're not creating a whole new deck with pool two cards. Yes. You're actually just adding on, adding on to your pool one For deck sure. and like uh, upgrading the deck, which is awesome for deck building. Do you think I'd be right yeah. in saying that even a lot of top tier decks would have at least maybe half of their cards be from pool one and two? Like, yeah, just looking at this, um, I, I think that's like almost accurate. Like, yeah, there's like, def- definitely some standout cards like Blue Marvel, Devil Dino, Apocalypse, uh, Onslaught, yeah. Iron Man, America Chavez, For Odin, sure. Nightcrawler, Nova. Like, there's some awesome it's cards great. here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Luke in chat says there's so many good cards and then there's Cyclops. Don't hate on my boy Cyclops. Uh those Patriot decks, don't 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 let Cyclops fool you. Uh, sorry, don't. Yeah, Cyclops is nah. Cyclops pretty bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's pool one, guys. After playing for like a week, you should have pretty much have all of these cards if you're playing every day, which is great. You get a ton of cards early in the game. I think it's a good a good system, and there's a lot of good cards in here. So do not uh, don't don't think like by not being at pool three, you know, in the first like month of playing the game, like oh, I'm missing out on all these cool decks. Sure. There are some cool decks that you can build with pool three cards, but you've actually got a ton of options. And just from going back and looking at all the pool one only decks that I could build, I was able to build a ton. Like there there was just like, yes, some of them were just variations of other decks, but there's actually a lot of deck building opportunities in pool one. And it's kind of funny looking back at it because when I was stuck in pool one to begin with the game, I was kind of like, oh, I'm seeing all these cool videos of all these cool decks. Now going back, I'm like building all these decks. I'm like, man, I didn't play any of these decks because I was like so focused on getting new cards and getting into the higher pools. But uh, definitely some cool deck building opportunities in pool one. A uh, lot of great cards here. Yeah. yeah, and I've been I've been watching your your YouTube videos where you do have some um some pool one decks for the beginners. Yeah. But I, I've been building them, playing like a game or two with them, and then just subbing out like a card or two from a higher pool. And just by doing that, you have like an awesome deck. Like yeah. I was saying before, deck building, just by upgrading a couple of cards, um, you build awesome decks. Definitely yep. the staples are right here in pool one. For sure. I definitely agree. All right, let's get into pool two. Now, pool two is a much smaller pool of cards. And I believe this has changed a yeah. little bit since the launch of the game. Uh, I'm just trying to look. Do you get Hobgoblin in pool two? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah do. I think you do. I think that's why I, I literally just unlocked um, uh, Green Goblin, and it's been like so long trying to get him. Um, but yeah, yeah so uh, this is essentially pool two. I think this might have changed a little bit, but this shows that it goes up to 450. I believe it goes up to 474 now, and there might be a couple more cards that have been added to this, but we'll just go through what we've got here in front of us. Again, you can see these images on our Twitter, at uh, Infinite Snap Pod. So we've got... Uh, yeah, I guess none of these are like super meta-defining cards. Maybe Shang-Chi, uh, there's actually quite a strong argument that Shang-Chi is a meta-defining card. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on this pool of cards? It is much smaller than pool one, but again, you're still guaranteed to unlock all of these cards by level 474 of your collection level. So it's kind of like pool one and pool two, once you hit 500, you you will have all these cards. You can essentially build any pool one or pool two deck. Uh, so Justin, yeah, what's your thoughts on this little collection of cards? 
pull two cards, I I thought there would have been more. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's, how small it's is such it? A, such a small pool compared to pool one. Um, yeah, someone someone in I, chat said Luke said that Killmonger is pool two. I definitely believe that is correct. Yeah, um, we'll okay. have a look when yeah. we look at pool three. Um, I actually just, bring up my app while at, you're talking. Yeah, just looking at these cards, I don't think like pool two cards. I guess are not great. I don't see a lot of them. I do see a few oh. of them. Morbius, Sunspot, Swarm? Bucky Barnes, Jubilee, Storm, Shang Chi, Swarm, Swarm, Iceman, mm-hmm. Infinite. Swarm, yes. There's good cards like, in here. Actually, there's good cards. <laughs> <laughs> it just compared to compared to um pool one. It just seems like pretty lackluster. But yeah, it's just for because sure. it's a small, smaller pool of cards. It's it's definitely an awesome pool. Um, I think one thing that I note is apart from apart from the infinite, there's no real like big beefy cards. Uh yeah, it's true. I think Vision's like kind of big. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like not huge cards for sure. Um, yeah. Here's my thing. I find this this pool of cards to be upgrades for pool one decks. So Bucky Barnes for destroy, Vision for move, Swarm for discard. Um, I mean, I guess Okoye and Nakia are just like they can kind of be in anything. Uh, yeah. And then a lot of counter cards. So like Leech, Shang Chi, Storm can help like lock down locations. Rhino you're can right. destroy there, bad locations. No, like, there's no build around cards. Yeah, like you maybe maybe like Jubilee, like small argument that you build like, but I guess that's even like that's probably a lockjaw deck. Probably nothing yeah. you build around. Yeah, maybe you're right. But definitely like Vulture, you can add to a move deck. Sabretooth, you can add to a discard deck or, or destroy deck. Um, yeah, so, so solid solid upgrade options, I think, in yes. pool two. Yeah, for nothing, sure. Nothing too crazy, but yes. some nice tech. I think yeah. they're like tech cards and little additions, but. I think of pool one and pool two as like, this is just an upgraded pool one. In my opinion, like you're not going to get a card that all of a sudden you're building this brand new deck where you're going to like stomp the competition. You're, you're just adding to what you already have, I guess is how I kind of look at it. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. I agree with you completely. Any, any standout cards there? I'm just looking at my pool, uh, pool two on my, on Marvel snap to see if I've got anything different. Any standout cards too? Um, oh, Sandman. So Sandman is in this now? Yeah, okay. So that's an interesting one. Sandman's probably a build-around card. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, standout cards in this pool, to be honest, nothing really stands out for me because they are mostly tech cards, like just something I'd sub into a deck. Yep. Um, so Kill- Killmonger is definitely so- also in here. Yeah, I'd probably yep. have to say Swarm um, yep. is is probably my favorite card in this pool, yep. just because in that in that discard deck, Swarm is the card apart from Apocalypse that will win you games. Yeah, Luke, Luke said, um, and I think pretty much agreeing with us. Not many high power cards in pool two, but yep. definitely upgrading card uh, decks that you already have. So I think it's kind of like I think of pool one as like here's your main pool of cards that you're going to use in a lot of decks. Pool two is all right. We're adding some like we're ch- adding some mechanics. Like we're adding some tech cards to help you combat some you know higher power decks. Like Shang Chi can be really strong against pool three decks. Yeah. Um, Hobgoblin, same thing. Uh, I think there are cards in here to help you compete with better decks. I get, like stronger pool three decks. I guess. Yeah, I feel like maybe pool one. They're like here is 
here again, are the staples yeah, yeah. the staples for the game here's the game learn how to play with these cards they're not too confusing yep. um just have a go make a deck that you like and then pool two they're kind of like introducing you more into the deck building yep. aspect they're like hey now we've got these cards the deck that you built in pool one you should try and make them better with this small pool of cards yep. because you can definitely make that pool one deck better with these cards and then pool three they're like all right go through your life yeah i think put yeah and then we get to pool three which we're going to go through in a second which is like hey here's all the crazy cards where you're going to do like things that you never dreamed would happen in marvel snap uh, yeah, see how see how crazy you can go with some combos. Pretty with, like, much. Cards. So pool one yeah. and pool two, we think of like these are like your 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 main cards. Like still, not tutorial, but you're still learning the game at this point. Like I reckon I hit, I finished pool two probably within like the first few weeks of the game. Would you Would you say? Yeah, I don't even remember unlocking pool one or pool That's two what I mean, cards. Because it, feels, it was just it feels so quick. Like ages ago. That's right. I think, and you, you were unlocking them so quick as well. Because how how often did you unlock a card straight uh, away? Yeah. It's it was it's not not nowhere near as uh, brutal as it is once you get to pool three. Uh, you was unlock- it every four? Was it every four levels? Uh, I just had it open. Um, I'll get into I'll pool three while you have a look at that. So yeah. uh, this is now this is pool three, uh, the collection of pool three cards. Now just looking at this, if I'd looked at this maybe three months ago, four months ago when I was in pool one and two, I would have looked at this and been like, what do all these cards do? Now that we're at the point where we are, if you played in the beta, you look at these cards, you probably know what every single one of these cards does. Um, let's So the number, it says this: you unlock these cards from 462 and up. It's now 474, so not too big of a change. But it then goes to question mark. Uh, and the reason there's a question mark there is you don't actually know when you unlock all of these cards. And the reason for that is once you get to pool three, you're actually unlocking collector's caches. Oh, I think till level 1,000, you're unlocking something else. I think they're called something else, and you have a better chance of getting cards. But then you get to collector's caches, and you have, like, what, a 25% chance of opening a new card yeah, in them? So the, yeah, so the one before collector's cache, I can't remember what it's called. It's 50%, yes. and then collector's cache is 25. I'm just looking. So pull, pull one cards, you're unlocking... You're def- you're, un- you're guaranteed a new card every four collection level, every four which is levels. like nothing. Yep. Yeah. So you're just unlock you're you're just unlocking cards. Basically, every almost every time you upgrade a card, you're unlocking a new card. Correct. Whereas now, once you get to collectors caches, it's every twelve, twelve levels collection levels. Uh, every twelve, you're unlocking a cache. A yeah. cache. Sorry. Yep. So maybe not even a card. So there is potentially. Yeah. You potentially could go almost a hundred levels without unlocking a new card, which is pretty insane. Um, yeah. so just like, so basically the reason that, um, people complain about this, like unlocking system is a lot of these pool three cards, you can build decks around these cards. Some of them are very, very powerful, but you might not unlock one of like, uh, let's say, uh, for instance, Sarah is a card that I don't have. I'm at collection level 2,500 and something. I might not unlock her till 3,000. And that sounds yeah. like a really high number. We've been playing for maybe... Four months, let's say, give or take, since we've had the beta. So we're probably looking at half a year, uh, if you play pretty much every day, um, to unlock all the cards in pool one, two, and three. Uh, If you're super lucky, you might get them a little bit earlier, or if super unlucky, you might be a little bit later. But yeah, it is is a long time, I guess, when compared to other card games, you just open a bunch of packs, spend money, and you have all the cards, uh, which you can't really do in Marvel Snap. 
but it's, yeah, it's very different. But I, I love it. I, I do really, really like the way that they've done it. As I keep saying, yeah, chatter just like chatter just trolling about how you like you can open it and just get a new card, and it's just a really bad pool three card. And it's yeah. just like, and, and it does. It can suck because it could be another week, another two weeks before you get another new card. So yeah, uh, just looking at this, um. Yeah, so these are the cards here, guys. These are, if you again, if you're listening to the podcast, the audio version, these will be on the uh, Twitter at Infinite Snap Pod. There's some powerful cards here. You're not getting these till a lot later in the game. Are there still six to ten cards that you and I don't have here? Um, yeah. So there's there's even cards that I haven't played with. There's cards that you haven't played with yet. Um, so yeah, it's, this is, this is where the game gets pretty, it opens up a ton. I'm just looking at some of the cards here, like, uh, Patriot. I'm looking at Sarah. I'm looking at Mr. Negative, Destroyer, Death, Magneto, um, Wong, yeah. Mystique, so Dracula. There's, there's build around cards Fire in out. pool three where you actually just can't build that deck until you unlock that specific card, Correct. such as a card that I don't have that I really want is Destroyer. I yeah. can't build a destroyer deck without destroyer, <laughs> and I'm at 2,600 yeah. um, collector level, crazy. and I don't, I don't have him. It's crazy. Same would go with, you know, Patriot or 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 Mister Negative. They're like cards that you cannot build that specific deck unless you have those cards. For sure. But and a, apart from those build around cards, pull three is kind of just an extension of pull two because I, I see cards Ooh. like, you know, I, I see cards like the hood. You know, it's like it's a destroy deck. The hood, the, the hood belongs in a destroy deck, and you would just add the hood into your destroy deck that you had built previously. Yeah, um, people in chat are just are just laughing at chat. They're like, like saying, "I bet the first one I unlock in pool three is like crystal or like a, another like low powered card." Um, yeah, it, it's you're right, and I think the issue th- this is where I start to see issues with the pool system, and that's. For, I guess, say you, you watch a content creator and they have a deck with, I don't know, let's say Arnim Zola, and you go, oh, I want to build that deck. I'm at level 600. You could be, you could get, Arnim Zola could be literally the next card you open, or you could get yeah. it in three months from now. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's just... It, it, it feels bad. <laughs> it's just random. So, like, I would, I would watch a video of a cool deck and I'd be like, oh, Destroyer, like... Um, uh, like someone we know got Destroyer like as their first or second pool three card. So they've been playing a Destroyer deck for months. I literally had like never touched a Destroyer deck because I didn't have the card. You were just discussing like a Kingpin deck with Magneto. I don't have Magneto. So I would be playing a worse version of your Kingpin deck basically. Um, Yeah. Like um, Magic. Like when I unlocked Magic, it opened so many possibilities. I... This was pre-nerfed magic when you could play magic on turn six, which would add a turn seven to the game, which was super broken. But like, yeah, just looking at it, looking back now, a lot of these cards were like staples in specific decks. And until I unlocked them, I almost had no reason to try out those decks. And I think that's where it can kind of hurt people in that you could like listen to the podcast and we talk about so like after this we're going to talk about a uh, pool one pool two and pool three decks to hit infinite and the reason we're going to go through a deck from each pool is so if you are in pool one you're not going to feel left out that we're talking about a deck that you're never going to be able to play for months you know whereas like yeah. you might look at the cool pool three deck and you're missing like five cards from pool three you just that, this is where i think there's a slight issue sorry i'm just looking at the cards wave 
Wave, I literally do still do not have Wave. There are so many decks I want to play with Wave and I can't. Yeah. <laughs> wave is a good card. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know. It's it it's also just um it also just the way that things are right now, it kinda encourages you to deck build or like yeah. mess around with decks, which You're I right. don't mind because you know, you see I watch this cool as top meta deck video and it has you know, it has Mr. Negative, which I have, and it has some other cards which I don't have. Like, until recently, I hadn't unlocked Psylocke or Sarah, right? Yep. So I was still playing a Mr. Negative deck based on this person's deck, yes. but I had to find other options for sure um, because of because of cards that I didn't have. And you know what? The deck... The deck still worked. Yep. Um you can't you can't obviously always do it like a destroyer deck. I can't I can't build a destroyer yes. deck if I don't have destroyer. But there are there are decks where you can kind of swap and change and the deck still works and it yep. it may be better, it may be worse, it may be that it may work the same. But um I like that they encourage deck building. So I I think yeah, I think that is the aim. They want you to deck build. They don't want to just give you all the cards, you play all the top meta decks and then you're done with it. They want you to, yeah. to, to deck build and try new things, which I think is great. That's definitely a good thing for a card game. I I I fold off a little bit when I think of Yeah, like if you're if you're especially if you're like new to card games and you see this awesome deck and you're like, I can't wait to play it. Realizing that you might have to wait six months to actually even have the opportunity to play it. It's it could be a little bit off-putting. Obviously for us, we just stuck through it and we just kept playing the game, had a ton of fun, still having fun with it. And yes, to be honest, I guess the one thing we haven't spoken about is the dopamine hit when you unlock that brand new card that you've been waiting to get. It is a pretty massive dopamine hit. You get pr- like when I opened Destroyer, I'm like, we're on here. I'm so excited. Or let's say uh, I had I unlocked Ultron and I'd seen this Ultron deck floating around, but I needed Patriot and I was missing Patriot and he was like the key to the deck and I'm like ah, oh, big big sad and then all of a sudden like a week later I unlocked Patriot and I went absolutely nuts. I guess there is that side of it. What's your thoughts on the uh the yeah getting the card you've been waiting for? Unlocking a card feels <laughs> so good. Yeah, it feels amazing and. And like, even if it's not the card that you wanted, okay, just okay. unlocking that card feels good in general. Apart from a handful of cards, I gotta say, there are, there are a handful of cards. When I unlock them, I'm like amazed. Like the only good thing about unlocking this card is not unlocking it in the future. Okay, he, like he, getting he, it yeah. getting it out of the pool. Right. Let's say you've you you haven't got a build around card for like a month, and like you've just been getting all these crappy cards, and then you unlock Wasp. What's your reaction? Uh, <laughs> Feel, feels bad, but yep. hey, Wasp can go into my Lockjaw deck That's or true. my uh, my Patriot deck, so it's uh, it's a good addition. Yeah, so I think I think you're right in that it is exciting opening a card. I guess when you just give someone access to all the cards, you lose that dopamine hit. I know from yep. playing Hearthstone, opening packs in Hearthstone is a chore. It is the like worst thing in the world. There's no open all, so you got to sit there and open your hundred packs of cards. I don't know why they think it's exciting because it's not. It's really boring because I just want the cards to play. Whereas with this, I guess you actually don't know if you're getting a card in your case or not. So yeah. it's not like a, oh, I get a card. Like if we just got a new card every collector's case, you'd be like, ah, cool. I get a new card. I'm going to have them all soon. So yeah, I think I think there's both sides. There's going to be people who have been playing card games. They love playing the meta decks and they're going to be like, I have to wait like six months to have all these cards. 
But then for casual players, I think it's great because they're not they're not worried about, oh, I have to play the meta decks. Like, I need all these cards to play the meta decks. They're just playing the game, unlocking cards, having fun. And I guess, yeah, when you open a new card, like, I don't know, Patriot or Hella or Sarah, like these build-around cards, it's pretty exciting, I must admit. It is exciting. Like, unlocking Patriot unlocked... Like I don't, I don't know how many hours I can associate with a certain deck, but unlocked basically this whole season from level fifty to infinite, or level sixty to infinite for me. So yeah. unlocking that one, unlocking that one card brought so many hours of fun and and progression yeah. to my game. It's true. So it's like true. it's 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 such a good feeling unlocking those cards. Even Hala, like a build around build around deck, unlocking yeah. Hala. I played Hala so much just because I unlocked her. Like it's yeah. it, it felt great. So it it does feel good. Even when you even honestly, even when you when I unlock a bad card or a card that I don't want, yep. it's not it's I don't think like, oh man, I wish I unlocked another card. I kind of think of it more as okay, I unlocked that card, so now it's not going to show up when I unlock another card. Yeah, it's yeah like I guess so. Of, it's, it, it's out of the pool of cards that I need to unlock, so yeah. I have a better chance of getting the card that I do want. It's true. I'm probably a bit of, a, bit of an optimist. It but, is pretty yeah. optimistic. Uh, Urko yeah. said in chat, I jumped when I unlocked Mystique. And I guess, yeah, that is the, the feeling you get when you get the card you've been waiting for. Um, yeah. To note, uh, so yeah, guys, if this pool three, if you're new to the game, you're probably like, you're, you're almost at pool three or you're, you're going to get there eventually. There is a lot of powerful cards in there. There's a lot of RNG cards here. Like just looking at Hala. Hala is just like flip a coin, see what happens. Yep. Um, uh, what else? Like like magic can go one of two ways. Like getting that turn seven can be great for you, but it could really hurt you as well. Uh, Lockjaws just flip a coin again. Uh, so yeah, it does open, I think it opens a lot of deck building options, of course. So, and I guess, yeah, to be honest, when I got into pool three and started getting cards, it was like crazy fun. I guess now yeah. that I'm getting towards the end, I'm kind of like, just, can I, I just want these last five cards so I can build some new decks. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know about the cards that you still have to unlock, oh, but I'm kind of so like, bad. I'm kind of like, oh, okay. I know what cards I need to unlock and none of them are like bad i've already unlocked like the bad card so now when i unlock one i'm like all right i'm, I'm keen no mine's I'm keen mine's the same i think the only card that i'm not looking forward to is maybe like i think yellow jacket uh oh, yeah. i think other than that i've got i'm waiting for like red skull magneto spider-man um sarah i oh, think you got, yeah you got some good cards i've got some there. absolute banging cards that i'm going to be unlocking agatha i haven't even agatha i just want to play like troll agatha decks yeah. wave wave i've actually got some amazing <laughs> cards coming so i'm actually i'm getting hyped again uh, Mine are, mine's probably more like a mysterio um oh, yeah. mysterio quake which is like eh, gambit which i'm really keen to unlock oh, ghost rider see, i'm really keen to unlock see it's funny having this conversation because i've had gambit from so early on i reckon under level a thousand i had gambit so like I've been doing Gambit. Insane. I've had I've been doing Wong Gambit shenanigans, Mystique shenanigans since like twelve hundred. So to me, that's old news. But to you, yeah. See, I, that's I, I'm brand so new. excited to yeah. unlock Gambit so I can play with Gambit because it adds like a whole new um, aspect to my to my discard deck, which is awesome. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Even, yeah, I, I don't know Magatha either, either or Destroyer. So I'm pretty keen to unlock those last five or six cards. It is pretty exciting. I'm getting a bit hyped again. So Luke in chat said, um, like, you feel forced to stick with the pool two decks 
or certain archetypes until you lo- unlock all the pull three cards. Sort of. I feel like, I feel like yes and no. Like obviously as soon as you unlock specific cards, it opens up the deck. So like, cause I, yep. Patriot, Patriot just relies on a bunch of like um, cards that you get in pool one pretty much like, but Patriot makes them all of a sudden good cards where it buffs all the cards with no abilities. And you get a ton of those early in the game and you think, what the heck are these cards for? They're terrible. When you unlock Patriot, it all makes sense. So I think, yeah, like as you, I think as you go through pool three, you unlock a new card and all of a sudden a new archetype becomes available to you. And then you unlock some cards that don't really do much and they're kind of just filler and you might put them in a deck here and there. So I think it's like, yeah, you don't need to unlock all of them, but I guess, yeah, once you have unlocked all of them, you can build everything, I guess. Yeah, it's, I don't know. A hundred percent. I don't think that you have to unlock all of the pool three cards in to, this, you know, yes. specific deck that you want to build to actually start playing those playing cards. It. Yeah, like, for as, sure. As soon as I unlock a cool card, I will just, doesn't matter if it's not the best deck to play it in, I will just try it out because it's fun. And I think you're um, right. I, I, we were playing, like, I was playing Discard way before I had Gambit and Wong and Mystique, and the deck worked yeah. great. Once I unlocked these cards, sure, it got better, but it wasn't bad to begin with. So that's yeah, right. it really it really just depends. But that guys, that's pool three. Um I hope you are looking forward to getting your hands on pool three cards if you're not in pool three yet. It's um yeah, chat finally said Patriot gave Cyclops a reason to live, and that's right, guys. Definitely. <laughs> Fully cracked with Patriot. Um cool. So let's get into our next topic, guys. I hope we explain the pools a little bit and that they make a bit more sense to you guys, because it's probably the biggest question I've been asked in the last two weeks. So, snapping and retreating. Guys, sorry if I sound a bit funny. My asthma has gone, like, really ridiculous this week. It's gotten so bad out of nowhere. Um, So, snapping and retreating. Uh, It's been two weeks since global launch, and people are starting to, like, I guess, learn the game. They're probably wanting to start... They're probably starting to try and rank up. Probably trying to get to infinite. Uh, Justin, what's your thoughts on the, like, snapping mechanic and how... Sorry, snapping. Uh, Do you have any tips on when to snap, when not to snap? And then I guess as a, a extension of that, if someone snaps, when should you think about retreating? Yeah, so a lot of the advice that I see and that I I kind of was told early on is if you buy like turn three or four, you should know where this game is going based on your deck and your opponent's deck. And you should either be snapping or retreating. I don't necessarily live by that rule um what i kind of do is you know i think the first i had this tip maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago is know your deck um obviously snapping and retreating comes with experience definitely um i think you definitely have to know your deck because if i play my discard deck um you know if i've discarded apocalypse and swarm a couple of times or whatever i know that it's paying off so, yes. my, my, like, my, my plan is working, so I will snap. And that's just because I know my deck. I know what cards are left in my deck. Yep. I know what I need to win. Um, and also, you really have to, you kind of really have to play the game to know what other people are playing. Yeah. So, you know, as soon as I see a specific card come up, um, based on my time playing, I can have a guess at what the opponent is playing. Yeah. Um, and that that's important as well, definitely, for snapping and retreating. Um, I do love the snap mechanic. It's awesome. Yep. Um, it's very, very different, something we haven't seen before. Um, but, yeah, I just... 
my my advice is just you know for beginners play the game and yeah. maybe maybe I think we've spoken about this in a in an earlier podcast but maybe just don't like don't retreat early well, on if I mean, you don't yes. if you don't know what's going to happen like yes. make the mistake make the mistakes early on don't worry about your first season you you, you may not hit infinite anyway yeah um because it's, it's a massive grind so like just see where games go and have a look at how how your deck um yeah basically how your deck ends up at the end of the game because sometimes you may retreat and you would have won if you stuck with it um yes but yeah i i i um I can snap sometimes on turn six. Like it just really depends. Um, I, 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 I don't. Re- I don't. Yeah, I don't really snap by turn three or turn four. I think what you said about um, if you've just started playing the game, just play out your games. We did speak about this at some point on a podcast. So yeah. if it's like your first month of playing, you're not going to know all the decks. You're not going to know all the cards. So it's fine to play out games, even if you think you're going to lose. Mainly yeah. because if you're just retreating on turn five, turn six, because you're like, oh, it looks like I'm going to lose. You're not actually going to learn if you were going to lose. Like you said, you actually just need to make the mistakes to know not to make them again. And it goes back yeah. to that whole thing. You've probably heard it. Everyone's heard it a million times. You, you Like you, your mistakes are just learning. Like if I yeah. make if I make a mistake and, oh, that uh, I didn't know they were going to play, I don't know, that I didn't know they were going to play Iron Man to finish the game. Or, oh, I've never seen that card. Like I, I remember the first time a Magneto got played against me, I honestly yeah. thought there was no way I could lose. I'm like, I literally cannot lose this game. My opponent played Magneto, never seen the card before, and I lost. And I was like, damn. And I like wrote down Magneto in my notes. And so I like in my next probably like 20 games, my thought was, could they play a Magneto here? And if they do, do I lose? And it's like that yeah. thing of once you've made the mistake, you now know what could happen and you know not to make that mistake again. So if I get to turn six... And I go, oh, Magneto, if they play Magneto, I lose here. And I like, I think it's a deck that they would be playing Magneto. I will retreat. But I couldn't have known that without the the loss that I had to a Magneto. So I think yep. you're right. If it's your first week, don't... Like, obviously, you want to be playing smart. Like, if, they're, if they've got 30 power at every location and you've got, like, five at one location, then retreat. Like, there's obviously zero chance of you winning. But don't be worried about, oh, I'm going to lose my four cubes or I'm going to lose my eight cubes. Uh, if you're retre- if if you're just retreating every game, you're never going to rank up anyway. You're not going to know when That's to right. play out the game. So I think for your first month, play, just have fun. Don't worry too much about your rank, like you said. And then by your second second season, your second month of playing, you're going to know most of the cards. You're going to know a lot of the decks, and you're going to look at turn six and go, "Wow, I I don't think I can lose here." And you think of all the cards that you've lost to in the past, and you go, "Snap, I'm going to win this." And you, I guess. You get to a point where you just like it's it's very rare where you you're gonna snap and it's very rare you're gonna lose because you, you you know pretty much the only thing like you might know okay if they play this card I lose is it possible they have that card very unlikely okay we're gonna play this out every now and then they're gonna have that card it's gonna sting you but I definitely think you you just want to learn the game for your first month don't be too worried about losing games it's the only way you learn I mean it's pretty much it just applies to everything in life really. Yeah, uh, I think also just the one rule that I probably did abide by maybe before hitting pool three is, I don't know, maybe maybe the meta's changed a little bit, but America Chavez was like played in every deck, yeah. I reckon, or, or like most decks when I was in pool one and two. And something, when I did start grinding out the, the ranks, um, something that I did note is that 
if I can lose here by my opponent playing a Chavez on turn six, then just retreat. Because, like, more than likely they're going to have it. Um, that's a good yeah, tip. That's, pro- that's probably a, a tip that I would give the beginners that are starting to grind. Like, don't, like we said, don't worry about it too much when you, when you first start. First but month, if you are yeah. trying to grind out to infinite, then, yeah, if you're going to lose to a Chavez, then just think about retreating and definitely don't snap back if they if they snap that's that's a good one i actually like that if if they if they could just play a nine power card at one location and that wins them the game you're probably yeah. going to lose like you're probably you, going to lose you're probably yeah. like if if they need to play you know three cards like if you're winning all the locations and you think like oh they need to play like eight power here six power there and like 10 power there it's like well what cards can do that? Not not a lot, especially if you're in pool one and two. Um, I definitely agree with you there. I, I feel like yeah. early on there was a lot of games where I'm like, oh, this is like, like I would think they're a 50-50, but then I'd think about it later and be like, all they needed to do was play like a five power card some, like at this location. And, and I already had four cards there. It was impossible for me to win pretty much. Uh, but like I was thinking of them as 50-50s because I'm like, well, if they don't play a card there, I win. But then... Looking back at it, I'm like, but they, that's the only logical thing they could do. Like, yeah. there was no other, like, option for them for the win. They just do that and they win. So, I was kind of just hoping on people making mistakes. Whereas, th- if they make that mistake once out of every 10 games, I'm losing nine games, you know? Yeah, that's so, right. So, uh, you definitely want to be in a position where you you think, like, you, you there's nothing you can think in your mind with how much energy they have, six energy, that could win them that game. Uh, just quickly before you say something... Luke said in the chat, they're realizing now that snapping and retreating is so much more important than just winning every game. And that's very true. Like we've spoken about it so many times. Uh, A lot of these episodes were before global launch. So I'm glad we're rehashing it. Uh, But if you lose, if you retreat for one cube, you know, three games in a row, you've lost three cubes. You're like, oh, this sucks. And then you win eight cubes and you, you get to turn six and you're like, I literally can't lose this. I'm like, I'm thinking of all the cards in pool one, pool two. There's nothing they could play. You win those eight cubes. You're now positive five in like the four games you played. What are the games? Three minutes. That's 10 minutes. You've gone up five ranks, like five rank points. I mean, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, yeah. that's, that's good. And I mean, you're not, that's not always happening. But if you're just like getting to eight cube games, you look at it, you're like, oh, but there's a 2% chance I might win this. I'm just going to do it. You're just going to go down and down. If you flip that thinking and go, all right, every time there's a 90% chance I'm going to win, I go to eight cubes. It's just like, it's just like, you just go up really, really fast. It's, um, it's all about the, the, the snap. It's all about the cube mechanic, really. Yeah. And I think, uh, like another tip that I would have with snapping and retreating is like, pay attention. And this comes from yeah. experience yep. where like, I would play against the discard deck and I can see what they're discarding. Like, I already know. I know, yep. I know that they have a 20 power apocalypse or I know that they have like three swarms in hand. Yep. And then I'm thinking, and then I play out the game. Like I should just retreat if I know that they, like I know they have a 20 power apocalypse and three swarms. I know that they can win 29 power, the game yeah. with, with, that, with that in their hand. So why am I playing out the game? And that also doesn't just go for discard. It also goes for like, when I was playing a, a Devil Dino deck and I was playing uh, uh, White Queen, yep. right? I was playing White Queen, in my head anyway, I was playing White Queen yep. just to get an extra card to give to Devil Dino. But that's not the only reason why you play White Queen. Uh, you should be playing White Queen so you know what the highest card in their hand is. And, and what, yeah. if, 
if they can win with that card, then don't play out the game. Yeah, like, that's so. Just, yeah, just don't do it. Like information is everything. That's a re- that's really great advice. Um, I even think of that location where you swap hands on turn six. So it's yeah. kind of like I know exactly yeah. what's in their hand. They know exactly what's in my hand, except the one card we drew. I, okay. I would look at that hand and go, I just gave him an onslaught. He just wins by playing that. Or vice versa, yeah. I look at my hand and go, I know exactly what's in his hand. Unless that one card he drew, and it's probably not a six cost because I've got all these six cost cards in my hand. Like, I, I, I know there's no way I can lose, basically. And I think you're right. There's so many times I've been sitting on the couch, not paying attention, watching TV. They've just discarded like three cards. And I look at my phone and I tap on their thing and say, oh, discarded three. Oh, what did yep. they discard? And all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, were they swarms? You don't, yeah, you don't Were they know. apocalypses? Were they, like, was it, did, did he discard, like, a good card? Did he discard all his, like, his lady sifts and everything and he's got nothing good now? And so then yeah. all of a sudden I was like, I actually have no idea if I'm in a winning position or losing position. So, I know it's a mobile game, but if you want to go rank up, you actually need to focus. And this is coming from someone who has done the opposite so many times and then been angry and tilted because, oh, why did I lose two ranks today? And then I'm like, because I was watching TV while trying to play, yeah. while trying to like cook dinner and like, yeah, do like five things at once. Yes, it is a mobile game, but treat it like any other game where you put like put your focus into it if you want to rank up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think Wes in the chat just said we need discard info. We need discard info. I feel it's like so easy to do as well. Like they just need to do. It. They we just need, need to bring it to the game. We just need to get like I think of Hearthstone, and there's like a little log of what's happened. We actually yeah. need that because there's so many games where I'm just like, oh no, this is like this is now a coin flip. Like they could 100% know they can't lose, and I actually don't know because I wasn't paying attention. I definitely, definitely that's that's good, guys. Second dinner, if you're listening, uh, if we just had like a log of what's happened in the game, that'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> even if it's like a, oh, a button, even if I have to like go into the menu, like hit tap like their thing and tap log, that'd be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> that's quite funny. Yeah, Wes said been beating that drum for months. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So that so yeah, snapping like snapping and retreating. If you're a new player, don't get super hung up on it. I know I like I kind of did initially. I was like, oh, I just want to rank up. I, I forgot about it, just kept playing for my first month, didn't hit infinite, didn't even get close. And then the next month I went from 30 to infinite. Like I went up, but to be fair, I played yeah. like I played a ton, but I was finally at the point where I felt I knew all the decks and I'd lost enough games and written down even a simple tip as write down the card you lost to. So like I would write down Magneto. I didn't know what it did. I looked it up, read what it did, wrote down what it did. And so then when I was in a position like that, like I said earlier, you know, like, oh, well, if they have this card, I lose. Um, or like if you look at that list and go, if they have any of these 10 cards I lose, you now know like, well, they probably have one of those cards. If they haven't played yeah. any five or six cost cards, I probably just lose. So it really is all about information. And But you just got to learn the game. I mean, if you're just retreating all the time and never playing games out, you're not actually going to know what you lose to and what you beat. So yeah, definitely. it is. It's, it's one of those things that's like, we want you to retreat and do everything properly to rank up fast. But if you don't actually know the cards that can beat you, you, you can't know that. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, hard, you, it's hard you, to give advice. You on basically it, need, to, you need to fail to and win. fail yeah. hard to, to win. <laughs> to then learn from your mistakes. Yeah, yeah, let's literally learn from your mistakes. You have to lose to then win. And, and I, I think that's yeah. fine. I think I hit like 50 or 60 rank maybe in my first month or two. 
And then uh, like I got started at like 30 and I just went all the way to infinite. I play, to be fair, you do need to play the game a bit. Like you can't just play for yeah. half an hour a day and expect to hit it. But oh, you just, you, you want to be playing smart. You don't want to be playing for 10 hours a day and like, just like not moving rank at all. Um, I feel like uh, I, I kind of, I try to go like, if I'm trying to push my rank, I might go, all right, let's try and go up two ranks a day. Or if I'm playing a lot that day, five ranks today. And I'm not going to like get tilted if I don't hit it. Like, it's not like a, I have to hit it. Like I'm not sleeping until I hit it because you'll just tilt. But like just having little, like small goals, like oh, I'm going to go up one rank today. I'm going to go up three ranks today. If I've got, you know, eight hours to play, I'm going to go up five ranks today. That can, that can give you a little goal, I guess that can help. But, um, on that, and this is, I, I actually posted a video about this. Uh, don't chase your losses. This is super yeah. easy. You're just, I'm looking at your face because everyone gonna, does I was going to say, I have tried to set a goal for like the <laughs> night or afternoon or whatever, and yeah. it does not work for me because yeah, if I yeah. if I start going down, then I'm like, oh, just just snap because, <laughs> you know, oh, if I if I get these eight cubes, then I do reach my goal. And then I, and I get the eight, uh, snap for eight cubes, and then I just lose, and then I'm worse off than I was when I started playing. I think I think it's it's a, it's a hard one. Like people in chat are saying they like to set goals, and then there's other people that say, like that that like maybe goals. I, it is. It's hard. I I like I like goals because it's like here is here is what you need to get. Like I don't want to yeah. be like oh, okay, I'm trying to get to infinite. I need to go up fifty ranks, and like you know, I go up one rank a day, and then all of a sudden I've got like a week, and I'm like oh, I got to go up forty ranks. Whoops. So yeah, yeah. it's 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 one it's of just the, about what works for you. I definitely I agree. I think going up, yeah. going up like yeah, I like setting goals, but don't like the, don't make them hard goals. Like I'll get to the end of the day and go oh, I only went up two ranks, not my five. Oh, should I just like snap eight cubes every game until I get there? No, yeah. because I'm gonna drop ten ranks. Uh, definitely don't chase your losses. If you lose an, a really close eight cube game, if you're tilting, just put the game down for like an hour or even a day if you have to. Don't don't tilt because it's like the quickest way to just lose rank. There's been days where I've gone up five ranks and I'm like, man, I'm killing it. And then I've lost five ranks by the end of the day because I just started chasing. Like I lost one bad game. I'm like, oh, I'm now like I'm now down to 64. I need to get back to 65. And then I'm at like 55. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, don't agreed. don't chase your losses, guys. Um, chat. I'm loving the discussion in chat, guys. Uh, really appreciate you guys being here for the live uh, podcast. Um, we're gonna move on from snapping and retreating, but it'll definitely come up again in a future episode. And thanks to uh, the comments on our uh, on the podcast about strategies and things like that. We're definitely gonna talk more about that. But this is the fun thing that I wanted to do today. We're gonna go through a infinite deck, or a, I guess a deck that's reached infinite this season for pool one, pool two, and pool three. Um, little self plug here, but the uh, pool three deck that Marvel Snap Zone used for this article uh, just hap so happened to be my deck. So uh, thanks for that, Marvel Snap Zone. <laughs> uh, Congrats on that. It's like, not, cool. it's like not even like a like it's not even like a plug. It's like just I just made it part of the content, and it just so happened to yeah. be my deck. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> nah, so it was pretty cool. I found out. Um, I got someone tweeted at me. Donald Bump tweeted at me and was like, "Oh, your deck got featured." I'm like, "What? Is, what are you talking about?" And then I opened the article and I'm like, what's going on? And then I got to the end of the article and realized I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, and Den actually wrote that article. So thanks, Den, for uh, using my deck. Appreciate it. Yeah, where's Whoop? It was, a, it was a good deck. It's fun. It's not even like optimized because I'm missing cards for it, but we'll go through them. We'll start with the yeah. pool one deck. So uh, I will have the link to all these decks on the Twitter account. So at Infinite Snap Pod, if you want to check out any of these, especially if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast. 
Now I've set up a nice cool overlay for the deck. Oh no, we lose we lose Jizzy when I open this. Oh no. Wow. Fucks <laughs> for me. <laughs> no, I think I can fix it. I think I can fix it. Ah, uh, that's so funny. I knew this wouldn't work. It's okay. It's a it's, small price to it's pay. It's a small price to pay. No, no, I can bring it up. Um, I'm confident that I can I can do this. Uh, uh, it's, I just I just forgot about you, you know? I was just like, ah, don't worry about him. No, I think I can actually just, fix I'll, this. I'll sacrifice myself for the uh, the Patriot deck. <laughs> oh, why is this actually not coming up? Oh, that's so annoying. That's right. I know how to fix it. Three, two, one. Did I fix it? Boom, look at that. Quick, oh, quick, quick edit, quick edit. Okay, so this is the... Sorry about that, guys. This is the Pool 1... Uh, this is a Pool 1 Infinite deck from Snada. Uh, guys, if you want to, like, check out any of these people there, they will be in the article. So this deck is... Um, it, just using pool one cards. I mean, uh, it's it's a pretty standard pool one deck. Uh, Justin, do you want to just go? We'll go through like pretty briefly, but you want to go through the main cards of the deck? Yeah. So it seems like a kazoo deck, basically. Yeah. You have a bunch of one cost cards and kazar, which gives plus one power to all your one cost cards. So you have a total of two, four, six one cost cards. So kazar's getting putting in some work there. Um, Ant-Man has an ongoing ability to buff himself. Uh, Electro will destroy a, an opposing one power card, a one cost card. Squirrel Girl, Nightcrawler, just getting getting like some extra one costs on the board. And Nightcrawler will give you versatility to move stuff around later on. Um, Rocket Raccoon and Blade. Um, Blade, what will Blade discard? I'm just trying to think. I, I think Does it's Blade just help you in any way. No, I think it's just because it's a three power card for one cost. Like yeah, it is. It is pretty power. strong. Um, Angela is awesome. See her in almost the yeah, any any, any deck. Pool one deck pretty be. much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sentinel. He'll give you the opportunity to keep playing. So Sentinel, you play Sentinel, and you get a copy of Sentinel in your hand. Um, yep. You can just keep playing him, which is awesome. Um, Wolfsbane. Um, Wolfsbane is in a lot of a lot of pool one decks as well. Pretty versatile, especially since you have one cost cards in this deck. Um, Wolfsbane will buff themselves for the amount of cards that you have at that location. So it's like plus, um, you can get it to seven without any yeah, shenanigans? Can, yeah, you can get it to seven. Um, Kazar, awesome. Um, like I said before, he'll just buff all those one cost cards. Yep. And Squirrel Girl will create squirrels, which will also yeah. buff. Uh, Blue Marvel just buffs everything by, by one. And Chavez for um, six cost, nine power. Yep. Um Chavez is awesome. You'll probably see her also in almost every pool one deck. Yep. Um, also, just for the deck thinning, like in this deck, you definitely want to get Kazaria. Um, so, yeah, having having Chavez out of the pool that you can draw cards from is is beneficial, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there? It's, uh, a good, it's a good deck. I think this is great for a pool one deck. I mean, uh, yeah. it hit infinite. Uh, I'm assuming they're in pool one, pool two at the moment, so they're not coming up against any crazy pool three cards. I'm assuming. Um, yep. But it's like it's pretty solid deck. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. You don't really have to like. There's nothing crazy happening. You're playing Angela. You're playing your your one cost cards. You can move Nightcrawler to play more at Angela. Ant Man. You're generally going to fill up a location. Wolfsbane. You're just playing Sentinels. Just adding cards to your hand for more more options to play cards if you run out. Because yeah. buffing all the one cost tons of them. Blue Marvel buffing everything, and then Chavez. Yeah, like you said, it thins your deck. Make sure you're drawing all your other cards. And then you you draw Chavez on turn six, and it's just it's a pretty decent like card to play on turn six. Looking at this deck, like you yeah, can just it's a, it's 
it's a pretty good game plan. Um, and you you know that Kazar and Blue Marvel are like essentials in this deck. Yes. And probably if you don't draw at least one of them, yes. you probably know that you you should probably be retreating. Yeah, I'm just looking um, at so it. So it's yeah. like it's it's a it's a fairly easy game plan. You know, oh, if I don't have these cards, I'm probably not going to get the required power to win. Yep. And and I guess obviously you like you do that on a case by case basis. If your opponent has some really bad turns, you know you might be able to win. But I think you're right. Yeah. If you don't get at least Kazar or Blue Marvel, you're not really getting any major buffs to your cards. So yeah, it it is yeah. going to be a pretty lackluster uh, board. Um, yeah, I, I like the deck. I think it's great. Congrats on hitting infinite uh, with this uh, deck. I mean, uh, any changes you'd make? Maybe Blade? Maybe a, like a, oh, a different one-cost card? I'm just looking at it. Even in the chat, Luke's saying, like, Blade seems risky. It's definitely risky. I, yeah. I'll be... Like, Blade is okay, I think, because you can play Blade, like, turn five or turn six if you need to, like, just for the extra stats. But I would not... If I had Kazar and Blue Marvel in hand... I would not be playing Blade. So, I, think, I don't know. I think I think Blade can be subbed out I think, if need be. I think you're right, but we've had this conversation about the like the discard deck many times. If you discard the wrong thing, you just re- retreat. Like, yeah, that's Blade, true. If you play Blade turn one and it just hits, uh, let's say it hits like Electra, you're probably like, that's fine. If it yeah. hits your Kazar or Blue Marvel, okay, yeah, it's kind of bad. But if you retreat at one cube, it's not the end of the world. So yeah, I think true. I know it's only one extra power. So like if you're playing another one cost, it's probably a two power card. So yeah, I guess it's not that. Like I think it's very easy to substitute, and I think yeah, I, I think if you wanted to substitute blade, yeah, that'd be. I feel like wouldn't they, change they the deck at all. In, sub in like a bishop, just because you got so many one cost cards, uh, you could sub in like a bishop or something. Yeah, you could but put then, a bishop then, in there. Then again, from turn three, the ideal ideal card is Kazar Blue Marvel. Kazar Blue Marvel. Chavez. Chavez, yeah, which so, is just three. Yeah, so I think you're right. Maybe no bishop, but just another one cost card. Yeah, I think that's yeah, cool. Potentially. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Uh, so that is a pool one deck. So if you're looking for a pool one deck, again, all the links to these decks will be on the infinite at infinite snap pod on Twitter. So those will all get posted after the podcast. Well, if you're listening audio, they'll already be there. So go and check them out. You'll be able to copy and paste the deck straight into your Marvel snap game. So this is the pool two deck. So we've got some, uh, some other cards. I like that. It's a completely different deck. Uh, this is, I guess what you'd call an ongoing deck. Um, the old Devil Dinosaur Moon Girl combo. Uh, Justin, why don't you run us through the deck? Um, Devil Dino is probably one of the best cards for a pool one or pool two deck or the best like build around card. I definitely used it. Heaps of other people definitely used it. I'm glad to see that it's still seeing play even after a couple of nerfs. Yeah. Um, basically, Cable and Sentinel um, and Moon Girl and White Queen get extra cards in your hand. Um, to buff Devil Dino. Yep. Um, Scarlet, which is helping with an unfavorable location that's on the board. Um, it's always good. Um, Lizard, Lizard is is strange to be in there. I don't know why. Uh, I guess just I, th- I don't know why Lizard's in I there. I haven't really seen it's because Lizard being played. It's just stats, I guess. It's stats. I mean, if they don't fill up the location, you just probably win it. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Fantastic is awesome. You're just getting two power across the board. Uh, Morph, oh. I have a bone to pick with How many Morph. arguments just, have we had about Morph? <laughs> I just hate Morph. Like, <laughs> there's got to be a better card that you can put in this deck other than Morph because what are you trying to get? Like, I, what? I, I know you're trying to get high stats, but, like... I love Morph, just, and the reason I, I love like Morph, Morph... I know you don't. I love Morph because it's RNG. 
and I say bring on the, like the more RNG the better. People are like people that have been playing card games for a long time hate how the location system works because there's just so much RNG. Whereas I'm like the opposite. I'm like these games are three minutes. If I get bad RNG, I can just back out onto the next game. Yeah, this was like true. this was like a forty minute match. Sure, RNG. I'd be so angry because I've wasted forty minutes of my time. But the nature of the game, RNG just does not bother me. Like just whatever. In my opinion, morph can yeah. get you a morph can become a like a twenty power infinite by accident, or it can become like a, a three cost Iron Man. Like it's just I don't know. I think it's good. It's, it's it's not. It's, hang on. It's it, not. It's it's not. It's not a good. Yeah. I'm. I'm like. I'm saying how fun the card is. Don't misquote me. I'm not saying that it's an amazing broken card or anything. I just think it's fun. Yeah. I don't know. You it's hate it. Fine. It's fine. You hate it's, it because it is RNG and you could just auto lose by playing morph. But it's not just RNG. It's three like costs. Bad, it's bad RNG. Yeah. What if it's you play like, morph and you get like you play morph and you get a two power one cost card and you just spent three energy on it. I get your point. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> I think there's arguments both ways because you can literally get any card from the game. Yeah, no, um, that's fair. So anyway, it's fine. Killmonger is is good because you have you play no one cost cards. Yep. Um, and that's true. Kazoo Kazoo is probably like a good deck pull one or pull two. So I guess just that kind of counts. Counter. Yep. Uh, Moon Girl duplicates your hand, but I think we've said it before. Just remember that your hand hand cap size is seven. Yep. So and that'll duplicate left to right. Yep. Um, so if you've got four cards in hand, it'll duplicate the first three, and then the fourth one won't get duplicated because your hand will be full. Yep. Yeah. And White Queen, like I was saying before, actually with Cable and White Queen, information like yes. information is everything in this game. Yeah. You will see you the, those cards will give you information from your opponent's hand or deck. So make sure you use that info. Yeah, it's not. Um, a, you're right. It's not just about the cards, like you said. Sometimes it's going to be a card that you might not play. It might be not beneficial to your deck, but if it tells you what's in their hand with like White Queen or Cable, yeah. like you now know they don't have access to that card because Cable takes the card, doesn't it? It's not a cable copy, actually, is it? Yeah, cable actually takes the, I think card. the bottom card of yes. the deck or so something. If you draw, if you draw like a, a devil dinosaur, you now know they don't have access to it. So that's pretty. Yeah. It's a lot of info. It is a lot of info, and even for White Queen, like just a quick example, you could, you could uh, get a copy of Infinite. Yeah, they have Infinite in the hand. You get yep. a copy of Infinite. Turn five, they don't play anything. You know that they're playing that. Yeah, hundred percent. So you, that that will like guarantee you a win or a loss. So you just snap or retreat based on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Iron Man and Devil Dino, awesome cards. Sweet. Um, uh, and Chavez again for In probably that consistency. Um, but also it's like an Iron Man and a Chavez gets you eighteen power, which is like pretty good. Yeah, for um, sure. So it, it's it's a good deck. It's a good deck. I like it. So Urko in chat said uh, also Mantis and Yondu are similar for information. On that, I will say yeah. Mantis. If Mantis works, yes, it's information. Yondu, on the other hand, and uh, we've discussed this before. We spoke about why Baron Mordo he got a massive buff, and I still said the card was absolute garbage. And I'm correct in saying it because nobody plays the card anymore. I'm right. I'll give you that. They play yeah, people. I'll give you that. I gave my explanation as to why it was bad, and it's the same thing with Yondu. <laughs> the problem is with Yondu is when it works, it's great. But the way the mechanics of the game are, if you hit, like you're hitting just a random card, yeah, 
if you if you hit the good card, it's like great, yeah. But when they don't draw the card, they just retreat. Whereas, like, yeah. if you hit a one cost card, you've just like you've done nothing. You've thinned their deck. You've basically like if you hit that one cost card, you're actually helping them to be more likely to draw the card that they need for turn five and six. So yes, Mantis, sure. Yondu, I think, is not a great card. It will you will see it a lot in pool one decks only because you don't have a lot of other options, and sometimes it just it can like just kill their six cost card that they need but most of the time you're actually just thinning the deck and helping them so that's that's my little rant on you yeah. the thing like i want to disagree with you, you can't. because a lot of a lot of decks use yondu but it's like wrong. you are right you are right <laughs> like yondu, you play, like, why do we play chavez we play chavez to thin our deck to draw the cards that we need if you're helping them do that with yondu like you're actually helping them to be more likely to draw the card they need yeah, it's 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 bad, but I I can see where people fall into thinking it's a really decent card because like if you hit that Iron Man or that Devil Dinosaur, it's like full cracked. You're like, oh, they lost the card. Yeah, I win. But if they're just retreating for one cube, it's like, oh well, great, I won one cube. Whereas, yeah, yeah, I know what you uh, mean. Yondu yes. can seem good because it can discard a good card and get you the win. But on the other hand, it most likely if it is hitting a good card for you. You are only going to get that one cube because they can just retreat. So we can have we'll, of, have we'll have the Yondu. I'm just looking at chat, and I feel like there's people that disagree with me. All right. I will have this <laughs> argument with you guys at a later date. Maybe maybe we'll do it like a. We'll, <laughs> I have this conversation with so many people. I'll post a deck list with Yondu, and they'll be like, "You know, Yondu's bad, right?" I'm like, "Yes." Like, like they'll just like full roast me for playing Yondu. I'm like, I understand like card game mechanics enough to know that Yondu is not a great card. But it's like, it's a pool yeah. one deck. Like, I'm just giving people options, things to play. Like, it's not get to infinite with this deck. Uh, I think Yondu's kind of awful. Another discussion, we'll talk about that another yeah, time. Yeah, leave it at that. Because I could talk about it for like half hour. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes, Wes says might be worth it in Death Wave. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss it another time. Cool. So that's our pool two deck. Uh, Justin, do you want to discuss the Moon Girl uh, combo with this deck? Why you would play Moon Girl? Why you would play Moon Girl like, is... Like with, with Dino uh, and Iron Man. Yeah, so the most obvious one is just to get more cards in your hand so Devil Dino yep. will get a bigger buff. Yes, for sure. Um, but secondly, if you can duplicate Iron Man or Devil Dino, then you can play them twice. Yeah, You play one on it. turn five and then one on turn six. So you could have potentially like six cards in hand on turn six and have two Devil Dinos. Uh, which is pretty, pretty big. It's like what? Pretty insane. That's like what? 12 power plus three. So 15, two 15 power cards Yeah. on turn five. And it's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's really good. Really strong for a pool two, in my opinion, and probably one of the strongest, like Devil Dinosaur is one of the stronger cards that you get yeah. early on for sure. Um, cool. And finally, we'll go through pool three. This is the deck that they featured. This is my deck. And they did chat while asking. Hopefully, you got a shout out. They did shout out everyone's Twitter um, when we posted the deck. I also shouted out Ridiculous Hat because he gave me the idea with a tweet for Rogue and for... Uh, what was the other one? It was definitely for Rogue and Invisible Woman. So I was playing without mm -hmm. Invisible Woman for a while. Invisible Woman was absolutely cracked because it was Invisible Woman, Patriot let's say Mystique or Blue Marvel or Kazar, and then Ultron is your sixth card. And then it would swarm the board with like five power, six power, sometimes seven power, one cost cards. And so sometimes I actually wouldn't play cards anywhere else 
I just play these hidden cards and my opponent's probably like, what are they doing? Like, it must be a hella deck. They'd be super yeah. confident, snap take cubes. And I'm just sitting there laughing because I'm like, I'm about to get like 20 plus power at every other location. And then like, I'd get maybe like th- 12 or depending what else was at my main location. And I would just auto win the other two locations. It was kind of funny. Um, and Rogue was great because if I came up against another Patriot deck or any other powerful ongoings, Rogue would steal like an Iron Man. It would steal a Patriot. Yeah. It would steal a Blue Marvel. Really good. When Rogue stole Onslaught, it was hilarious. Stealing Onslaught and then pulling out an Ultron was just like, so it'd be like Patriot, Mystique, Onslaught, Ultron was just broken. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like this deck. It's a, it's, I played a different variation. To yes. Deck, so I was going to, I was going to, uh, a lot of people played Patriot with tokens. So they've had Debris and Squirrel Girl. I tried that for yeah. a while. Um, my issue with it was sometimes you filled up locations too quickly uh, and or you'd get a bad location that would spawn like a, uh, like a you know the the ninja the negative two ninja or um, like it, or the two one power cards and it would just fill up the thing and then all of a sudden I just couldn't really play anything like I'd get Ultron yeah. and I'd have a mad Ultron play but all my locations were full and I wouldn't draw onslaught and so I'd just have Patriot buffing like one cost cards to like three. So the idea with this one was to play like Cyclops, um, Brood, uh, Shocker, like just these like simple cards that don't take up. Like Brood was the only one that I guess, yes, it filled up a location. But if I didn't get Ultron, I would fill up that location for like an Onslaught play. Uh, Deck worked well. Uh, Probably nothing. I don't know. I would actually, there is one change I would make. I would put Dr. Doom in there, but I haven't unlocked him yet. But if you don't, if you miss out on the Ultron, you can play a Doctor Doom uh, and get two five powers that get buffed by Patriot and stuff. That's like your fail yeah, safe, I guess. I, also, why are you playing Cyclops in this deck? You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, three cost cards. Seems like a lot. Uh, so it's pretty much like, say I don't hit Ultron. If I don't hit yeah. Ultron, I have to play cards with no abilities. Yeah, so, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, I know you're saying there's a lot of three-cost cards. Uh, and that's the thing. So, a lot of people would play, like, Squirrel Girl as your one-drop, which is probably yeah. fine. You could definitely substitute Cyclops or something for the one-cost. Storm, of course, is if I have Ultron or, or I think I'm going to draw Ultron, Storm just shuts down the location and then I spawn all my Ultron drones there. Yeah. Um, so, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. You could probably change the Cyclops to, like, a, a lower-cost card for sure. Um, yeah, but it's it's a good deck. Here's, like here's all thing, you yeah. all you need to win in this deck is Patriot Mystique. You, you can yeah. yeah, you can play like four cards and the win. whole game yes. and win. You play Patriot Mystique, Blue Marvel, and, and then Ultron, and you more <laughs> often than not will win the game. Wes just so it's a good deck yeah, for sure. Wes just said the one thing I knew someone was gonna say, and it hurts me every time. Maybe wave. I do not have wave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whereas we, we in Australia, we didn't get the wave. We didn't get to play during the first season where we got wave in the season pass. And I still haven't unlocked wave. It's like one of my last five, six cards to unlock because yeah, that, that would work wave. too. Wave would be great. <laughs> yeah. I wave do turn have all four. Onslaught turn wave, five. So Onslaught turn five. Good. Ultron turn six. Double your Patriots. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, Wes is just yeah. like, wow. But um, yeah, this was the deck I used to get to Infinite. Uh, shout out to Justin because you actually were the one that gave me the idea to play Ultron in the first place. Um, yeah. You posted your Ultron deck list. I'm like, oh, this looks fun. And I just unlocked Patriot. Uh, but big shout out to Ridiculous Hat for Rogue and Invisible Woman. If you don't know who Ridiculous Hat is, he's uh, 
Ah, oh, this is a bit of a fanboy moment, but he's like my favorite podcaster. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. When he followed the uh, Infinite Snap podcast, a little bit of a bit of a fan fan girl moment there. Um, uh, pretty cute. Cute, cute as. All right, cool. So that is uh, that's pretty much. Uh, it was pretty cool. I thought we'd do a roundup of some infinite decks. So guys, doesn't matter what pool you're in. There's a deck for you to try out. So go and do that if you're looking for a deck to play. Um, and I guess we'll probably do that maybe like once a month. We'll like uh, want, like towards the end of a season when people have hit infinite, we'll grab a pool one, pool two, and pool three deck. Um, I grabbed these from Marvel Snap Zone. I'll have the link to that on the uh, Infinite Snap Pod uh, Twitter at Infinite Snap Pod. But um, I guess we can just pull them from other people that tweet. Like, oh, we'll find some cool decks each uh, month. Cool. It is time for everybody's favorite Marvel Snap quiz, Snap Who. Justin, have you... Uh, I'll explain the rules. Have you got a card uh, chosen out yet? I have got a card on mind here. Chat's still going on about, wait, you don't have Wave? <laughs> All right. So, guys, I'll explain the rules very quickly. You guys can play in the chat. We're going to close uh, the YouTube chat so we don't know. But basically, Justin is going to read the ability of a Marvel Snap card. I have to guess the power, the energy cost, and the name of the card. I get a point for each one that's right, so a maximum of three points available. Currently... Uh, between me and Justin and Tom, who wasn't a, uh, unfortunately wasn't able to be here for today's episode, Tom and I are actually tied, and Justin is ahead by two. So pretty impressive stuff there, Justin. Uh, what can I say? I'm the uh, the, the, the greatest, the, the, the greatest say, TCG player. <laughs> oh, we've had this argument. We've had this conversation so many times. The self-proclaimed greatest TCG player of all time. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I do I know the cards better than you, or have you just got like uh, the bad draw. I know Tom. Tom's like probably uh, lower on the collection level than us. So yes. Fair right. enough for him. So well, anyway, yeah. Have you have you have you got the uh, have you got something cooked up for us? I do have a card. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll give you the ability. On reveal, if this is at the middle location, plus two power. If this is at the middle location, plus two power. Yeah. Is it on reveal? On reveal. You really thought you threw me, didn't you? A hundred percent know what this card is. What on, is it? On reveal, if you play yeah. this at the middle location plus two, it's Medusa. It's two energy, two power. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Two energy, two power. Locked it in. Lock Are you it locking in. that in? Done. Lock it in. Are you sure? Uh, <laughs> no, wait, wait, no, I'm not. Uh, sorry, I went really hard there and I didn't even think about it. On reveal, if you play this at the middle location, plus two power. Yep, lock it in. Damn it. Yes, I got it, didn't <laughs> that's, I? That's three points for yes, you. Yes, I knew. I, I, uh, you you, you, I, you I, made me worry a little in, bit. I threw in a curveball there. No one I plays thought, it. But let's, let's, let's go with an easy card, but... Yeah, that no one plays because maybe he's forgotten about it. Ah, he's got so all good. these pool three cards on his mind. Maybe he's forgotten about the pool one uh, Medusa. That's so good. I actually, but, uh, I actually, as soon as you said it, right. I'm like, yeah, I know what this card is. And then when you said, are you sure? I'm like, have I completely butchered this like last time when I was 100% yeah. sure and it was completely wrong? I'll bring up the card. And sorry, we're like full just roasting. If you use Medusa, Medusa's fine. Yeah, everyone in chat got it as well. Medusa yeah. is like fine early on. Uh, as you guys rank up, uh, there's way better two-cost options. Uh, there is Medusa, two energy, two power, and if you played in the middle, plus two power. 
Yes! I thought I could pull the wool over your eyes on that one. I needed, I needed the points too. I'm falling behind. I'm falling behind. Ah. Uh, so that is... Ah! Uh, so that is a... Uh, that is another episode... Uh, sorry, another round of in, uh, Snap Who. Uh, everybody's favorite Marvel Snap uh, quiz. Possibly the only Marvel Snap quiz. Now I'm sure there's other people doing Marvel Snap quizzes. The only one on a podcast as far as I know. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Really appreciate you guys uh, being here. There's tons of people in the chat tonight, which has been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us live. You guys can join us live as well on the YouTube channel at ShadowDTV. Um, I'm going to have the live stream scheduled, so you'll be able to see what time it is in your time zone. Uh, guys, uh, the Twitter, I, I plug it so much during the episode, but there's so many visual elements that I want you guys to like, they're kind of like visual aids, I guess, to the podcast. You can like completely listen and not look at anything and be completely fine and gather what's happening. But, uh, you know, those people that want to see the deck list while they're listening or they want to try it out later, you can see that at Infinite Snap Pod on Twitter. Uh, guys, um, we do we were meant to have a guest today, but um, that has been scheduled for next week. We're keeping it a little bit hidden right now, but maybe we'll announce it before next episode. Guys, thank you so much in the chat. You guys are really contributing to the discussion, which is really, really cool. Like, it's not just us talking about Marvel Snap. You know, we, we know a thing here and there. But you guys also have a ton of information that, you know, we don't know and a lot of the listeners probably wouldn't know as well. Um, guys, that's pretty much it for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Justin, did you have any uh, last words for the episode? Yeah, chat's been really good. Been enjoying sure. the contribution. Uh, they fact check us sometimes, which is awesome. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, what have we got? One or two weeks left on this season. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm, I'm keen to see it out. It's been a long season, um, but yeah. I will keep playing and uh, looking forward probably to the next season now and also to finishing the collection. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, like on chat, like you said, fact checker, sometimes they just give us the information that we don't know. It's like, oh, yeah. when, when does pool two start? And chat will just tell us and it's like, sweet, because I couldn't remember and it's not in the yeah, notes. Right. So chat, thank you so much for joining us. User all legends. And thank you to our listeners listening on their favorite podcast app. You can find us pretty much on every podcasting platform. So I uh, share it with a friend doesn't matter what they're listening on. They'll be able to check it out. Or, I mean, everyone pretty much uses YouTube. Uh, it's hard to find someone that hasn't. So you can also listen and uh, or watch on the YouTube at ShadowDTV. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll catch you next week for another episode of Infinite Snap. See yous. Later.